Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the shellfish voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And here we are for another edition of the Food Show, which we uh, get into, into uh, gear for every weekday, all week long, uh, from 3 to 6 in the afternoon, 3 to 7, make that, uh, in the afternoon on 105.3 FM but what we really look forward to all week long is doing this program on the Big 870, WWL. And uh, to, a, to a degree that uh, a lot of people call me up wanting to know whether we're going to be here this, uh, uh, this day. Well, here we are. And uh, there's an obvious food issue here. But first, I wanted to address something uh, that the, uh, the newscast uh, had in it. Uh, one of them was about the quality of oysters right now, that is absolutely true. I, I had a half a dozen on the on the grilled on the half shell uh, last night over at Rizzuto's, and they were uh, really outstanding there. That was that's one of the best places for those. Uh, but you know, you know the Drago style uh, of doing that, it's just turning them out. And uh, raw oysters on the half shell uh, just don't get a lot better than they are this time of year. So if you uh, you're an oyster lover. Uh, make sure you get your share. I, uh, for for me, oysters are my favorite food. I'm not even putting any other kind of limitators on that, uh, but it's it's what I love to think about. Even when it and you know, it's very seldom that they are not running uh, particularly well. Last few years, the oyster business they've had their own internal problems to deal with, but uh, the quality of their product has not been impaired even a little bit. And so if you are as much of an oyster lover as I am, uh, you know that we're always after, you know, uh, this uh, great resource around here. Well, let's see. Where do we begin? Let me, uh, wait. for those who might have wandered in by mistake and wonder, you know, what in the heck is about to go on with this, uh, the food show, that's the entire uh, concept of the place. There's really nothing more to add to it. If you have something on your mind you want to talk about, it could be anything from a candy bar up through a bag of potato chips up through a hamburger and fries and then into a rack of lamb, and the next thing you know, we're eating really gourmet food. You don't have to eat a gourmet to really uh, eat a gourmet food, uh, menu if you uh, are interested in, in expanding this sort of thing a little bit. But uh, here is uh, the best way to do it. Eat it in season, whatever it may be. I mean, just find out. You go to a restaurant and always ask them, what's the freshest thing you've got today? Uh, or And the dishes that are most made from uh, uh, razors of them. <clears throat> That's not what we call them. Was fishermen, anyway. Uh, be on the lookout for those and find the restaurants that do that all the time. We have plenty of them around New Orleans. And uh, you just heard a, a few minutes ago about the advent of this year's crop of of uh, crawfish, which we have seen. They are out there for sure. I've bumped into them a couple of times in a bump, bunch of restaurants. 
But uh, also coming in, we were just informed on the news, uh, soft-shell crabs. We usually don't see those until usually April and May is when they really get good. So uh, here we are talking about that. And you may have also picked up on another theme that's related to food this time of year, and that is it is Lent for those of you who keep track of it. Uh, you know, you, you don't have to be a, a, a Catholic or anything to uh, to do Lent because I think it's a pretty good idea to begin with. It, it gets you out of the not-so-good seasons of the year. I mean, that's not the reason it's done, of course, but uh, we have uh, a, a lot of seafood to be had right now, and uh, that makes it easy in one sense uh, to find some really great food to so you don't uh, let's say uh, uh, apologize for your behavior uh, more than you really need to but the, the, the it, it all comes down to this though uh, it's not exactly a penance to go through Lent even if you're following it carefully uh, in New Orleans, because what are you going to replace it with? We're going to replace it with seafood. And what is seafood in New Orleans? It's the essential best, best thing we do, and it's something that people in other parts of the world do not have do. Know that for sure. We live in a wonderful place for people who love seafood. So uh, here we are. And we are just a couple of days into it. Ash Wednesday is when it begins. Oh, by the way, uh, I, I literally, I talked to Archbishop, uh, uh, um, the, uh, the Arch, uh, Ray Amen, yeah, uh, uh, at our annual, uh, uh, our annual get-together uh, at Gallier Hall, uh, uh, was, uh, uh, Angela was with us, and, uh, uh, anyway, we, we did a, a big, big show, uh, on Mardi Gras Day. And uh, then it was, you know, off to eat your seafood, and it, this is not a takedown in any way. So anyway, uh, that's what we get started on. The, the reason I brought up that whole thing is uh, Newell. I did, you know, I forgot to mention that Newell was in on that broadcast, too, so it was great having him for the first time, uh, as far as I know. And uh, the crowds were great. The, everything about Mardi Gras was, was pretty dear near perfect, except, of course, for the loudness of the bands, which sometimes, but you know, it'd be to to get a, to be a crank about that doesn't make any sense. So I, I'm just going to stop that right here. Uh, instead, I ask you, what's the seafood that you like the most? Where do you go for seafood? What's your favorite restaurant for it? How do you cook it at home? Uh, what do you wish we had again that we don't have anymore? You know, and things like that. The telephone number here is 260-1870, 260-1870. And if you call right now, you'll get right in. And you don't have to uh, follow uh, anybody's lead here. If there is something that's totally different from what you had in your head, uh, don't just sit there and wait until we come up to your idea. Uh, just go ahead and call us. We'll uh, we'll start talking to you right away. We are in no big hurry on, on this. I get a lot of people who... Uh, our listeners to WWL, uh, and they are always uh, asking me, hey, when are you going to be on this weekend, if at all? And, well, the, the news is we have a whole three-hour show today first, and then we have another two-hour job right after that. So, or tomorrow, 
you know. So uh, give us a call. Uh, the number is 260-1870. And, uh, you know, whatever's been cooking over at your house or whatever restaurants you've been to lately that you've really enjoyed. Last night, uh, just to keep you up to date on our uh, food almanac and our uh, study of what's in season and what isn't in season, my wife and I went to Rizzuto's. This is a restaurant uh, that is where Tony Angelo's used to be. If you remember Mr. Tony and you remember his food, you uh, probably also remember that uh, you have been missing him from your diet. And that's uh, that was not a, a, a big bonus, but they they closed uh, for the better part of a year. I think it's actually a little more than a year. Mr. Tony passed away. And before that, the family decided not to keep on going. So uh, in, not in the restaurant business anyway. And they uh, <clears throat> the next thing they did was they opened up uh, the restaurant to other people. Uh, restaurateurs and the Rizzuto brothers, and I think their dad's involved with it too, uh, they are there uh, doing a, a restaurant that in spirit you can see. You can see uh, the, in, in the spirit of the place, uh, there's definitely a lot going on there, uh, but there is more to it than just that. They, they have come up with a, a pretty substantial menu of not just a classic Italian food, but also a lot of, uh, you know, steaks and chops and the best quality of all of that. Really a nice, romantic kind of restaurant, really good food. We always like going there. My wife is especially happy about it. So we were there last night. But uh, earlier in the week, ironically enough, uh, once again, my wife intervenes, as she often does, and said that let's go over to uh, Cousins. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not cousins. I always want to give it. I always want to call it that. Uh, the the name to start over at the beginning with a little bit of embarrassment uh, is nephews. <laughs> you see, it's close. And uh, the concept here is that uh, Frank Catalanotto, who was the uh, he was uh, uh, the guy in the kitchen at Tony Angelo's, and he was Tony Angelo's nephew, hence the name, and. Uh, I have been trying to go there for a while. They have reopened doing all of the recipes that they remember from Tony Angelo uh, instead of just starting from scratch. In most situations, that would not be a particularly good idea. But in this case, it really has been uh, terrific so far, at least what exposure I've had a little bit of it too, uh, which to, to make an exact was about, oh, let's see, we've been there twice already which is a lot for a restaurant that's uh, been open as briefly as that, well, although they've been open about a year by now. So uh, if you haven't been there, uh, I want to warn you, it's a little hard to find. It's near the intersection of Clearview Parkway and uh, West Metairie. I'll tell you more about it in a minute. That's just where I went yesterday. Where did you go to uh, to dine yesterday? Call us up, 260 260- one eight seventy, and we'll be back with more of the food show in just a moment. After first, if you will, this, and it's great to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. And I learn that we have accumulated a few people who want to talk to us, and uh, we begin with uh, Johnny. Johnny, welcome to the food show. Oh, it's so much a pleasure to speak with you today. 
Oh, I've got you fooled too then, huh? My grandmother, she had two gumbo recipes. I call it, a, I don't know if it's a light roux recipe and a dark roux recipe. Any other yeah. time of the year, it was a light roux. Then when it got cold, it got to the dark roux with a lot of okra. I love both of them. Yeah. Well, you, uh, uh, you, you will probably be happy to know that you are in a very, very uh, large group of people who also love that exact pro, uh, promo that you just did there. Uh, and, and one beyond that, too, uh, you know, there's what you could call Creole gumbo, and then there's Cajun gumbo. And Creole gumbo, you're very likely to see some tomato floating around in it. And you're also you're going to find a lot of, a lot of okra. Or at least a certain well, amount I, of it. Whereas in the lot, other kind, yeah, you you've right. got uh, you've got chicken, you've got sausage, you've got the dark roux, and right. uh, everybody's got a different idea of how these are to be put together, because nobody has the same recipe for for gumbo. <laughs> you in her light, you show me a hundred cooks, roux, I'll show it. you a hundred recipes. What? In her light roux, it had very little okra. But yeah. in her dark room, it was full of okra, the shrimp, the crab, yeah, all kind of stuff. That's and you're about right. About and then you're talking about some of the – well, I eat so many places. But one of the best places, and they've shut down, of course, and I don't know if you remember them, yeah. Val's Restaurant. It was here in South Livingston Parish. Oh, uh, yeah, I never made it there. It was one of the best places around. It was wonderful. Just a yeah. hole-in-the-wall type restaurant on the Amet River down south. Mm. Well, love, there's a lot you know, of uh, hole-in-the-wall restaurants. Yeah, there's plenty more restaurants coming from around there in recent times. It's really getting to be uh, a, 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 an area of the state that uh, has lots of good restaurants. It didn't 20 years ago. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I love your show. I love well, you. Thank you. One other thing I just want to ask you. Ask I've me. never done it. I should be ashamed of myself. Um, just talking about oysters. I yeah. love to go out and eat oysters, but you're, um, um, my brain just went dead. Uh, I know the feeling oysters. very well. <laughs> your charboard yeah. oysters. Yeah, I've Drago's. Myself. Should your grill oh. be at a very high temperature to do them yourself? You can't get it. You cannot get it hot enough at home. Uh, so okay. you know, really heat it up as as high as high as you can get it, and then let it rip. Uh, that's the way okay. to do it. If, if the way that Drago's does it, and you know they invented the dish, and theirs is the one that everybody refers to. Correct. Uh, what what they do is they give it a blast of 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 heat right at the end, and then it comes out. You know, bubbling and the aroma of the garlic and the and the cheese it's just really good oh, I love, oh love, yes love. indeed yeah. yes indeed well thank you very right. much well thank you nice talking to you it's the food show there goes uh johnny we have jason next i think jason you there hey how you doing tom hi i'm doing great hey first i want to say man i listen to your show every sunday saturday actually and then um your website's awesome, man. Me and my wife look over it almost every other week to find a new place to eat. Um, so uh, two things: well, I've never really eaten. I've never eaten Mediterranean food. Uh, last night we went to Lebanon's, and uh, that's a good one to go good. to. 
Right. Yeah, that's right. uh, y- you know, the thing that gets me about that place, and I was just there a, a few days ago, actually, is for the money, the food, the quantity and quality of the food that Lebanon's Cafe we're talking about on South Carrollton at, at uh, what's that cross street? Jeanette, I think. Anyway, it's right. around. Yeah, there. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway, uh, you go there and. Uh, the the again I tell you the the quality and the quantity of the food is so out of line with the prices they charge which are very low that you can't help but just like really loading yourself up on this stuff it is great right. I, I always love right. it yeah so but what led me there uh, we were walking off Loyola one day uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, to, to do some stuff. Uh, I'm not sure. Have you ever eaten any of the food trucks? Have you have you been to any of the food trucks that frequent that area? You know, I've I've never been to a food truck in my life, and here's why: every time somebody calls me and tells me about a good food truck somewhere, I say, "Okay, well, this will be the day," and I go there, and it ain't there. And uh, okay. and then I talk about it on the air, and then the same guy calls and says, "No, no, it's there." Well, you hear, oh, you got to go to. Uh, you got to go to this corner of it, and uh, only after dark on a Tuesday. It, you know, and you get things like that. And then I, I go there, follow the instructions. Ain't nothing there. I, I have never encountered a food truck. If someone would tell me where I can go find a, a food truck, I will try it again. But the, the results have not been good. Well, what, what led us to Lebanon's was because we actually ate at a food truck called Sultan's Food Truck. Yeah. Uh, and, and while Lebanon's is, is a great restaurant for inside, and, and the prices are great, this guy's prices, uh, I mean, uh, you get a bowl of, like, he, he makes bowls, which is, you know, you can do chicken shawarma or whatever you want to choose, gyro. Uh, and it's got the Greek salad, the hummus, and the rice, and a side of pita bread for, like, 12 bucks in a large bowl. Yeah. And, well, uh, you, there's a lot you can do when you don't have rent to pay. Right, right. And uh, yeah. and his food, man, I was like, that was actually the first time I've tried Mediterranean food. And uh, it was clean. It's, it's irresistible. The first time you eat it, you'll love it. Right. Uh, but you should, uh, I know you say it's hard to find them, but I know they I know they go to Loyola every so often. And they and sometimes they post up on their Facebook page, Sultan's yeah. uh, Food Truck. Yeah, um, well, it was, uh, uh, it was pretty yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I wish you had more time to talk about it. But it's news time, a little update from CBS, and we'll be right back after that with more of the Food Show. Stay tuned. Thank you. Hello. Welcome back. You have stumbled into the Food Show on 105.3 FM HD1 on the Big 870 WWL. And this is Tom Fitzmorris. Here we are talking about how we're going to get ready for waking up at a different time tonight. Uh, know all ye want to about that. See if it goes well for you. Let's see, I have uh, Ed, who I know is uh, a guy, uh, but then I have Kelly, so I don't, I never know what to. Ed, welcome to the food show. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Uh, I want to discuss a story I heard about the origin of Lee and Perrin's Worcestershire sauce. It's true, and whatever it is. The barrels well, in the corner of the uh, drugstore and all that? Right. Uh, I can yeah. just imagine these two British pharmacists or chemists back in 1835 dumping all this stuff in a vat going, 
Oh my uh-huh. God! Anchovies and cloves and That's garlic. Right, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and apparently the stuff was so wretched they uh, <laughs> it was indigestible, and so they just threw it away in the back of the basement. And then five years later, they went back down to see how bad it was, and it aged and just turned into this wonderful uh, sauce. That's exactly true. The only thing missing from your story is what were the names of the uh, two guys? They were both pharmacists. Lee uh, well, and Perrins. There you go. Well, you know everything there is to know about this then. And I'll tell you about Lee and Perrins. My father yeah. always liked to barbecue hamburgers, and anytime uh-huh. he barbecued hamburgers, we used very liberal amounts of Lee and Perrins. And I think it gives a flavor to hamburgers which is better than almost anything I can think of. I know you talk about hamburgers that, uh, you know, what an ideal hamburger is. But if people would try it, you know, it's not going to get a big hamburger, but just, yeah. you know, put some when you cook it, and it's really good. Oh, it's a great, it's a great ingredient. There's no doubt about that. It has all kinds of uses, and uh, it just goes on and on. Uh, everybody, and it's got anchovies it's in it, mix. which I love anchovies. Yeah. Most people don't. <laughs> so. Do you know, here, here's something. I'm not trying to play can you top this, but uh, the reason that this came to be was that there was, a, during the, the time when Great Britain pretty much owned the whole, tation, uh, the whole nation of, of, uh, of India. India, India, Pakistan. And, and there was uh, this British uh, colonel or whatever he was who came back after a long stint of working in uh, in that part of the world, and he right. and and he had been subjected to something like that, and he wanted it for his cooking, and basically what it was was uh, soy sauce, or it's like some of those sauces you get like in a Vietnamese restaurant, those fish sauces, right. that's basically all coming from the same root, and uh, that's that's what the story was on that. But uh, that's a good story, and you tell it well. Okay, well, look, yeah. you have, uh, oh, one last thing. I, yeah, I, haven't had right V8, I haven't had V8 vegetable juice since really I was a little kid. Yeah. And the original V8 juice is really fantastic tasting, you know. Uh, yeah. You can always add Lee and Parents or Tabasco or vodka food to make it even better. But it really is, a, a, you know, V8's delicious. <laughs> yeah, well, there are certainly a lot of people who like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, now we find out uh, what we have with Kelly. Kelly, welcome to the food show. Yes, sir. How you doing, Mr. Hi. Tom? Hi there. I'm doing great. I had a question. Uh, seafood gumbo. Yes. Okay. Made a mm-hmm. batch of seafood gumbo. Mm-hmm. And wind up, uh, it was, it was kind of late when I finished it up. Mm-hmm. And I wind up leaving it on the stove turned it off and let it start cooling down, wind up leaving it on the stove for about 18 hours. Throw it away. In a room temperature of about 60 degrees. Throw it away. Throw you know, it away. It, it, yeah, it might, uh, it might be okay. I don't think uh, things like that are worth a chance because the kinds of stuff that could get rolling in, in an environment like that with those ingredients you're just inviting problems. Don't don't even consider it. When in doubt, throw it out. But for darn sure, throw that out. Sorry. Okay. Next That's time, all right. That's all right. put it into containers and put it right into a refrigerator or even better, a, a freezer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Well, sorry to do All that. Right, what well, rest? What, what, what restaurant are you going to tonight then? <laughs> uh, no restaurant tonight. No. Okay. Well, just checking. No, no, no restaurant tonight. I'll just have to do something else. Well, good luck. You know, that's the, what the Cajun Kitchen is all about, you, uh, using what you've got and doing the best you can. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. We will return with more of it in a moment. But first, if you will, this. Hello, hello. You're listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and all we do is talk about the eating scene around New Orleans, or really, I can stretch that out much more than that. All we do is talk about food and drink and anything that goes with food and drink. And if that you've got something, well, you've, you are uh, welcome to our program. Take as long as you want, and we would uh, love to hear from you about where you have been eating lately because I want to go there too, you see. And uh, you're uh, going to have me all day today for about, you know, until 3 o'clock. And then tomorrow I will be with you from 1 until uh, 3. And then I'm saying goodbye for two weeks going off to a very exotic place, and I'll tell you about it when I come back. Uh, Eric is joining us over here on the blue phone. Eric, come on in. Good, af- good afternoon, Tom. I, I want to thank you very much for a lot of the work you've done, and here's why. Um, I, every year for Mardi Gras, I do your version of pasta jambalaya that I got off of your your website, and it is an absolute hit. Everyone thinks I'm a fantastic chef. I follow it religiously to the to the to the word. Uh, the only thing I do is I, I smoke my chicken thighs, and it comes out fantastic. And I've been doing it for about nine years now, and I've become famous among my group of friends. I have folks who come in from D.C. and Colorado and Minnesota, and if I don't have it, there's going to be a riot. And it's the <laughs> simplest thing in the world. Uh, but I really thank you because, boy, it's, it's really been a fantastic dish for me. And um, I serve it twice a year. I serve, I do a practice run for uh, food de <laughs> Good idea. And then I, Good idea. And then I do uh, – well, because last – well, see, here's why. I did a practice run for crew de vue, but I forgot to put in the tasso. A horrible sin. I, I genuflected <laughs> and prayed and all that. But um, I got it right for Fat Tuesday. I did a triple batch because it was a little chilly. I fed the multitudes. And it was absolutely fantastic. So – uh, thank you for putting that out there. It's been a fantastic recipe, and it served me well for many years. So well, let me, for that. Let, me, let me give credit to the person who really gets that. That came out of Mr. B's. They were the first ones to do that. And, uh, and many people, many restaurants have come behind them, and with good reason, because it really is a great recipe. But uh, you've got to give cru- uh, some credence to uh, Mr. B's. Uh, so, uh, but thank you very much anyway. It was, you know, I'll bask in anybody else's praise if if I can get away with it. Why not? Oh, there, you, there you go. Well, that's all I have to say. I, I hope you have a wonderful day, and uh, and thanks for making all of our Mardi Gras a little bit happy. Oh, well. And uh, and th- and thanks to Mr. Bees for coming up with this. Now- yeah, yeah. Well, they they come up with a lot of good stuff over in that place. Well, thank you, thank you for the call and, and all the all the accolades. Two six zero. One eight seventy is our telephone number two six zero one eight seven zero. And let's see, where was I headed in this? Story? Well, maybe maybe I wasn't heading anyway. Oh, uh, you know, we uh, we did a, a tradition that I have been doing every year. I think I've, I've missed a couple of years here and there. There was the one in which I broke my leg. Well, you know that that's that's not going to make the books. But the uh, uh, some years ago, uh, it was about 40 years ago, I had the idea that nobody really was doing what 
Mardi Gras is all about, which is farewell to beef, carnival. That's, you know, and it's known for that reason throughout Europe, which is where most of our culinary uh, influences come from. And uh, when when all of that uh, started happening, you know, this was a festival that spread all over the world. But here we are doing what we do here, uh, but not really putting out a whole lot of our own food. Uh, that's what's always uh, puzzled me a little bit. So anyway, uh, just to slow this down a little bit, the uh, uh, on Mardi Gras itself, I go to the Crescent City Steakhouse. Uh, the main reason I do it there rather than any place else is that when I first started doing it, they were about the only restaurants in town that were open on Mardi Gras. So I would go there, and the Vojkovic family, they were there ready to go, and uh, they served it up. And it, it's always been a good steakhouse. I'm not taking anything away from them. Uh, but then um, we had had our last beef before Lent. That was the idea of it. That's the whole idea behind Mardi Gras. So... I thought, let, but nobody was uh, addressing it. So I went ahead and addressed it, and I got the zip code wrong, so it messed up for a while. But the uh, we started seeing more and more people. The first time I went there, there was nobody else but me. And then it kept expanding, expanding, expanding. Now what you need to get a table in there on Mardi Gras Day is, uh, like, show up two hours early or, you know, or really, really early at least so you can get a spot. But went over there as usual. There were lots and lots of people who had been before, and uh, and we did say goodbye to uh, to the carnival season and to uh, to eating steaks. And I bet you the only ones upset about that are the people who run steakhouses. Well, we'll see. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Where have you been eating? Uh, that's one of the main themes of our program. Another one is, can I help you with a recipe? Is there something you're trying to make that you're not finding comes out quite as good as you thought it should? Uh, if you if you have something like that, call me. I am not claiming that I know every recipe out there because I don't. I've, I've never been a working chef. I'm a writer more than anything. Uh, but I, I do love talking about all this stuff. And we have a lot of people who listen to our program and as a result of having all those people, we can get just almost any piece of information you're looking for and a whole lot uh, more personable than, you know, looking it up on the Internet or something. So that's why we are here doing this. And all the thing that is missing at the moment, anyhow, is uh, your phone call to us, uh, to you, and uh, call us, 260-1870, area code 504 260-1870. Call right now. You'll get right in, I think. We'll find out. We're here all the way to 3 o'clock today. Uh, we will return with more of the Food Show in just a moment. But first, please, this. Hi there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food, restaurants, wine, cooking. Hey, uh, would you uh, get a kick out of uh, joining me for lunch or late supper, or or into the uh, into the dinner hour. Come to think of it, uh, we're going to broadcast from the Blue Room, no less than the the Blue Room. That's where all the big stars used to be, in the Roosevelt Hotel. The Roosevelt Hotel is celebrating its 120th anniversary, and uh, they have invited me to do a series 
of broadcasts from various places in that uh, pretty good size hotel and some of the places where they're, where you can go and have a great dinner or just a very casual dinner or where they have, and, and this is something they're really good at, is the bar. They can really make some drinks there. That's There's no doubt about that. But uh, some months ago, uh, there was there was one a chef who has been working there a long time. Chef Carl is his name, and he is famous for his fried chicken. Uh, to the point where there are a lot of regular customers at the Roosevelt Hotel who go all out of their way to go have this guy's fried chicken, and it has been thus for quite a long time. Well, uh, we put that into the program, and this Monday, that is like day after tomorrow. We will be there doing our program live from the Blue Room. If you've ever wondered what the Blue Room is like, well, come on in and uh, take a look around. I think they're going to be serving food in there. I'm not positive of that, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure they are. I know they are later in the day at the Fountain Lounge. This is just another uh, restaurant that's in the Roosevelt Hotel itself. And uh, I would be very pleased to sit down and shoot the breeze with you. We could have lunch or dinner together, whatever it is. My wife told me she would for sure be coming to this because she loves fried chicken, and she especially likes Chef Carl's fried chicken, which everybody does seem to agree is a really, really monster kind of a fried chicken. So uh, that's where we're going to be on Monday. I'll be settling in around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, I'll be hanging around until, oh, I don't know, Maybe maybe five, six, seven o'clock. It, it depends on who shows up. And I'm getting ready for it because I have a lot coming up. I, taking off on vacation in a couple of weeks. What am I saying? A few days is more like it. You wouldn't believe where I'm going. And I'm not going to tell you either because I'm going to save it until I get back. Anyway, it's going to be something really different. And I've asked lots and lots of people about this particular destination and no one has ever been there, but everybody wanted to go there. So we'll find out. So uh, keep listening to our program. We are here on most Saturdays and most Sundays, and every day during the week, Monday through uh, Sunday, Monday through uh, uh, excuse me, uh, seven o'clock. Excuse me, I, I got that totally wrong. Uh, we go on the air at uh, three in the afternoon. And we go till seven on 105.3 FM HD2. What is HD2, you might want to ask. I would turn you around to two people. One of them is the guy who sold you your most recent car. And the other one is the guy who sells electronic equipment in one of the big box stores. Uh, That's usually the best place place to look for this. They are not expensive, but it gives you this sound quality that is just off the charts in terms of how good it sounds. And it also stretches out a long way. You know, we... This is a station, well, not not WWL, but the station this program has been on for most of the last uh, 30-something years. We always were a little concerned about the fact that once you got into the middle of the causeway, you couldn't hear our station anymore after after about, uh, you know, halfway across. This is the old WSMB I'm talking about, not the Big 870. The Big 870 is powerful as all get out. Everything you'd ever need, you you can hear it on the on the planet uh, Mercury, you know, and things like that. But anyway, we uh, 
We've got that coming up, and I hope you'll drop in, especially the part about uh, visiting the Roosevelt. Have you been there ever in your life or lately? It's worth a look. It's quite a place. And uh, they're celebrating their 125th anniversary. And there is a connection between this radio station, WWL, and the Roosevelt because all of our studios used to be in the hotel. And people would come by and watch the shows underway and the musicians and everything. It's really a great uh, great culinary tradition as well as a, a, a great radio and broadcasting uh, thing. I think about it all the time, but then again, listen to me and then you'll figure out why it is that I do. We are coming upon the news here on 105.3 FM and the Big 870 WWL Radio New Orleans. The news is next over most of these same frequencies from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, and then we have more of the food show, so stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.